<laughs> Bow your shits! The real war isn't between a few squabbling houses. It's between the living and the dead. Winter is coming. Why are all the gods such vicious cunts? Chaos isn't a pit. Chaos is a ladder. I'm the shield that guards the realms of men. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Welcome back. My name is Chris. And I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, the really cool House of the Dragon podcast. Probably Ooh, I the like coolest. That. We're still working on a moniker. Like we had the number one Stranger Things podcast. That was our thing. It was set in stone, if you will. What if we go by, we are Streaming Things, first of our names. <laughs> yes. Lords of the podcast realm. And this is Streaming Things, first of our names. There we go. Ooh, I, like I like that. that. I like it. I do. I like yeah. it. That's a good, and it blends with the content that we're doing too. Mm-hmm. I like, you guys are clever. I really Steve's appreciate clever. that. I'm too. Along <laughs> I, for the ride. I wanted to throw you in on that too, oh, buddy. Thanks, man. <laughs> I saw you were giving me the eyes, Andy. You're this like, is like that. the small council. I like that. I want that. We're the small council of streaming things. Yeah, we got our marble balls. We put them in our little plate. We're mm-hmm. here, <laughs> clocked in. I'm probably let's just say, I don't know, the air. Or something, or maybe hand. Okay, Steve, okay. you're master of dick and balls. Laws, <laughs> <laughs> master of dick and balls. And Andy's like, what do you think Andy is? Like master of ships? He would be the master of coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I could take that. Master yeah. of coin. There yeah. you go. The Peter be, Baelish. I want to be the spider, master of whispers. Ooh, <laughs> give me a whisper. Hit me with a whisper right now, buddy. Hi, buddy. How's it going? Oh, dude, spoken like a true master, <laughs> like a true master. I don't know, man. You, you weren't, you didn't, you weren't impressed by that? Did I just do Argyle accidentally? I think you did. I don't know, man. Man. Try before you deny, man. <laughs> Dude, Otto almost got smacked on this episode, He man. almost did. For You're right. Mm-hmm. What if, what if Otto's like a little girl, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. What if Lady Valarian's like there's a little a, girl, man? There's enough Literally. little girls in this episode. But <laughs> it's true. Just enough. Very uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. This t- this episode was titled, so this, this podcast is going to be about uh, episode two of season one of House of the Dragon. Just watched it. Just premiered. I think the title is called Rogue Prince, but that's funny about HBO. Uh, they don't always publish the titles. As you're watching it, it takes until after the episode for it to be available on the HBO Max app. And it's what Steve said that they released all the episode titles a few days ago. I didn't look yeah, that over, did. but I'll do that in the future. It's, so the, that, it's the Rogue Prince. They the, have they have literally all 10 episode titles. Is there a the? Yeah, there's a the. The Rogue Prince. That's mm-hmm. the episode that we're talking about. And uh, by the way, it should be noted, uh, House of the Dragon has already been renewed for a season two. Did you guys hear that? I, yeah, so I had my doubts. Yeah, you did really. I had my. No, oh. <laughs> it's like, dang, I'm being what we call facetious, throwing dragon shade. Mm-hmm. No, the the first we talked about it in our bonus episode. But I mean, the first episode did very well. Over 10 million people tuned in uh, on the HBO channel itself and the HBO Max, the app, which is the highest premiere HBO's ever had. It's the highest of uh, 2022 on any streaming service. Uh, it beat out even Stranger Things season four, uh, almost doubled it or over doubled it. <laughs> So that's very interesting. Not quite as high as like the heights of Game of Thrones 
and like season eight, I think there was 19 point something million people tuned in there. Um, so it's not that high, but it's doing very, very well. So it has been renewed for a season two. And we should note, you know, people that have read Fire and Blood, don't worry, we're not going to spoil things that we know from reading those books about the show. We're going to take it episode by episode. Um, we won't even talk about like the next on or anything like that. We're going to leave our conjecture and yeah. analysis to Dude, what we've just seen. Boils so much. It did. <laughs> we accidentally watched the next on. And even though we've read fire and blood, we still try to yeah. not ruin that. And I was here waiting for the behind the scenes. Yeah. Video that they were doing. I want to see like, Ryan no. Condal and you know, all those guys, Miguel Sapochnik talk about the show. And all of a sudden it's just showing <laughs> massive stuff hey, from episode three. The, the, all the highlights, yeah. all of them. You excited for the next week's episode or don't worry. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> In a bite sized two minutes. So that's a bummer, but renewed for season two. This is the Rogue Prince, and we find out pretty quickly. Uh, this is a whole six months later. Yeah, some time has passed. Uh, but before anything, we got to talk about we got that opening credit sequence, guys, that we've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. And that was actually leaked online earlier today. I sent it to you guys. I didn't know it was leaked at first. I yeah. thought it was like an HBO press release because uh, I typically don't like that word. I don't watch that kind of stuff. It's sure, just sure. no moral or ethical quandary to it. It's just how I feel. Um but I didn't know that. I thought it was a release. And then Andy's like, <laughs> I only could find a French one, man. And I was like, oh, that's weird. What a loser. And then, <laughs> and then I watched the one I watched again and was like, it isn't French. This is a leak. And then I started to doubt whether or not that was actually going to be the opening credit sequence. Like, is this real? Mm-hmm. Uh, but as soon as it turned, I was like, yay. So I, did a, I did a whole woo. What do you guys think of the credit sequence? I, I loved it. Like, I love that song. I love that they chose to leave it as the same, you know, Ramin Jawadi score. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's iconic. I was surprised because it's technically not Game of Thrones. Right. right. So now they have this whole, we're not going to change it. It's too dope. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, iconic, so iconic. <laughs> too iconic. Too yeah. iconic. Uh, I don't like the like blood trail thing. I don't, it's not clear where it's going or where it's at. I don't know what looking at. So I don't like that as much as the, the city I think, machinations. I think we're in Viserys's model. It's only a model. It's only a model. I, th- I think we're in his model and it's dictating the blood that's going to rain on old Valyria. You know mm. what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Rains so was, of Castamere. I, I don't know if that's what actually it is because it is, it's not. It looks like it. It looks like it could be. I, I, I don't know for sure. I'm sure someone on YouTube is already like, here's the, re- let me get my red circles out and draw you. I 3D printed it. It's right here. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. That would be cool. That's a good YouTube channel. Where's good the, idea. Where the little gears, because the blood kind of fills into these like little golden gears. Are there the. Were those house symbols? I couldn't quite make out what, what, what those I don't were. know. I was too busy just rocking like, <laughs> fuck yeah. So excited. You were like whipping your hair around. I was. Yeah. Whip all, my hair back and forth. Hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the pinnacle of nepotism. So yeah, we'll have time to analyze it. But what was cool about the old Game of Thrones opening is that, like you guys have said before, it kind of showed you what cities that you're going to be exploring in that particular yeah. episode. So it was an extra like, you know, um, What's the word? Oh shit, we're going to Dorn. When you use a song in the, like the plot or diegetic frame. It was like a diegetic opening credit sequence, you know? Mm. Uh, but we don't quite have that element, but all in all, yes, I really liked it. So we got the entrance music, the uh the opening credit sequence. 6 months later, it opens up. We got a crabby guy. He's real crabby. Uh, mm-hmm. Some corpses being fed upon graphically. Actually, not even a corpse. He was still alive. Well, we get we get some crappy skulls and then we get one that we find out is alive. And he's like, I'll quit it. Yeah, we did have the, <laughs> we did have the crabby skull. And then he was like, eh. I'm just happy that crabs are doing OK in Westeros. You know, yeah. they're well fed. They're, at the moment. They're doing wonderful. I would love because they have a guy oh, oh running it called the crab feeder. So oh they're well God. fed. Guys, I would love to take a vacation 
uh, to this, is it the steps? Is that that area? Stepstones. I would love to go to the Stepstones and just pig out on all the seafood. All the know, crab legs. You know they're doing good. So, <laughs> yeah, they're... You're gonna, oh, do they get you want human fed crab? Oh, it's the only way to do it, my man. That's <laughs> in, how you in get Westeros. It's like the Wagyu beef version of crustaceans. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> in Westeros, yes. Uh, that's going to be incredible. So that's just an opening. We find out later that that's the Stepstones, which is going to be a huge plot point going forward, which again is the small group of islands off the, the east southeast coast uh, of Westeros, right next to the Blackwater Bay, uh, pretty near the crown and very near Corlys Velaryon's seat of power. Uh, drift mark right mm-hmm. so those lands so it's very important to him it's a high trafficked area for trade and the the free cities are the ones that sent those pirates there and i think the free cities are mirror volantis um lease huh lease is this I, one of them? I don't think it is okay it might be pentos. it's definitely not bravos pentos pentos oh I think. pentos yeah yeah it's the pentoshi mm-hmm. those damn pentoshi uh, so they, the triarchy is sent those there. So, and then it cuts to back to the small council and we find out that, uh, Sir Ryan has passed away a member of the King's guard. I believe it's Sir Ryan Redwine. Mm-hmm. And you might, might remember from game of Thrones, there were the, uh, red wine twins were, were somewhat popular characters. So that's a family that we're very familiar with. Um, and so they're talking about how they might replace, uh, Ryan Redwine on the King's guard. And then Corliss Valarian bursts in. He's pissed about what's happening on the Stepstones because his house is the only one that's currently being affected. Yeah, he looked pretty crabby. He did. <laughs> he did indeed. Uh, so Wait, Cor- hold on, hold on. Wait for it. Yes. There we go. We got it. <laughs> Keep that baby handy. I'm keeping this one open. <laughs> <laughs> so he's upset like you guys are talking about small matters of court when I'm being affected uh, with money, which is way more important, which is ultimately <laughs> what he means. Um, and then... They talk about how they're going to I love this moment because they say, hey, we're going to pay for all the ships that they broke. We'll pay for all the men that they killed. It's no big deal. Corliss, chill out. Corliss is the wealthiest man in Westeros. And he's like essentially like <laughs> that. That means nothing to don't me. care. And don't care. Nothing to me. It's a matter of of pride to him of um, he's already upset going generations. We know all the 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 ills that his house has perceived to have taken his own wife was supposed to be King in his mind. He's always like lightweight pissed off. Mm -hmm. Right. And he feels like he's got a chip on that shoulder. King Viserys Mm -hmm. is governing poorly along with his council. And he's got a good argument Mm because he's doing a lot of weak shit. Uh, We find out that Prince Damon has taken Dragonstone, which is the ancestral home of the Targaryens. And whoever is the heir is supposed to be the current Lord or lady of Dragonstone. So it should be Rhaenyra. Mm-hmm. And since Prince Damon's no longer the heir, it belongs to Rhaenyra, but he's just chilling. He's like, you know what? I'm the heir. I'm going to go hang out here. Mm-hmm. Now, if only we had an opening credits map and I knew where Dragonstone was, <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying? It's, it's in the Southeast right yeah. next to Driftmark and very close to the crown as well. Mm, nope. I can't picture it. <laughs> Cause I don't have that map. <laughs> you don't have that map in front of you. You need that Westeros map yeah uh, i did like this scene when uh uh corliss valerion is is you know he's upset he's mad he's like saying the the the, the world is going to see you as weak uh because you've taken an heir uh she's a woman it's never been done before you're not acting out on this crabber you're weak why aren't you doing anything and rhaenyra uh, Rhaenyra is like, hey, you've got dragon riders. Why don't you take send them over there and have them send us over? She oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, she wants to be one there. of the dragon rider warriors. Yeah. And this really kind of opens up her whole plight this episode, which is like she wants her dad to see her more than just this little girl. Like she can contribute. She's strong. She's that warrior princess. Right. Sure. Um, and she's also pretty diplomatic, as we find out later on. And yes. And and she's just, he's got this star quarterback and he's got her 
being on a the sidelines. She's barren cups. She's not even hanging out in Dragonstone, you know? Tom Brady serving Gatorade. Yep. That's ba- basically it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's literally going that because she's I understand the- <laughs> that sports metaphor. <laughs> I understood that reference. He is a football player. <laughs> and I love this scene because she speaks up and immediately, and you can see, like, of course, we know how patriarchal this society is already. We don't necessarily need these visual cues, but I love that they included the entire small council. As soon as she says that idea, they're all like, <gasps> The woman talked. Oh no. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> yeah, because if you know if that wasn't the king's daughter, they would yes, just because they're confused. Because oh, yeah. like she's technically their superior, mm-hmm. but like yeah. not really, you know. <laughs> In their eyes. Yeah. So they're like, oh, if what she do we do? Move, she can't see you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I love how Millie Alcock is is playing that role and uh that just awkwardness of it all. It was it was delicious. I love how well, I don't love it. Otto, so Otto Hightower is such a, a genius bastard, you know, because mm. he mm-hmm. this is, he takes he's the his, Tywin Lannister of he's this super smarmy. I love this how the, the internet has taken to calling him Middlefinger. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did not I didn't hear this. that. That's awesome. Yeah, I haven't heard that. That's amazing. I, I've I've seen a couple memes of people calling him Middlefinger, and I think that's just such a perfect thing for that character, at least so far, because he just says, "Oh, your grace, what if we have the princess check out the replacement king's guard? Please do that and get her out of this room. <laughs> Perhaps we I know should that, tell her to fuck off." That was such a right. demeaning. Like the look on her face. I got so sad for her. I know. She's like, actually, yeah. we do have a job for you. Like, you remember the bullshit we were talking about that Corliss was so mad because it was just such bullshit. We thought you could do that. Maybe you're a lady. You should be good at finding a man. Yeah, right. Basically, Ooh. that's what they tell her to do. It it's was, so fucked up. Well, good news is it might have made a mistake. And I was kind of sad that uh, Sir Harlan Westerling was like, great idea. <laughs> like, great idea, laddie. <laughs> I don't know why I'm Scottish. My name is McTavish. Graham McTavish, you played Dwalin, not just the the voices from Uncharted and the dude from uh, Outlander, whose name is escaping. I haven't watched Outlander yet. He's he's like a big deal in that show. So he's a big deal in that show. Yeah, he's a big deal in this show. I Sir Harold Westerling, Lord Commander of the Kingsguard. Stephen, he's a bigger deal in Outlander than Sir Harold Westerling. He's the Lord Commander of the Kingsguard in Outlander. Exactly. Is he? He's probably a higher level than that. Is he a high-ranking dwarf in Outlander? I think not, sir. Is Dwalin a high-ranking dwarf? <laughs> yeah, he's like the Lord I Commander. Is, I can't for the life of me think of the the Lord Commander in Game of Thrones. What's what's his name? Sir Marin Trant. No, the one before him. <laughs> Barristan Selmy. Barristan, there. Barristan, you forgot Barristan the he's Bold? He's forebear of Barristan, my dude. Spec on the name. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You ridiculous. Know. I'm You're not ridiculous, disrespecting sir. sir Harlan Westerling. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Also, uh... Yeah, that's my point. I forgot the joke I was going to make, and I'm going to edit this out. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> you have that power, my friend. You're like the Lord Commander of Streaming Things. What were you before? Master of Dick and Balls. Dick and Balls. Okay, <laughs> Master of Dick and Balls. So then it cuts to her performing that duty. She's got to choose a Knight of the King's Guard, and she she looks over a, a, a couple of people. And ironically, Otto Hightower has given her this really low stakes job, and he can't even let her do that. Because yeah. she's like, oh, I would like Sir Kristen Cole, somebody with battle experience. And yeah, he's, he's like, suddenly ah, there, though. I don't think that's a good. Yeah, I, I guess this they is sent her a away. time cut. Yeah. So they sent her away. I assume she went to her room. Yeah. And then it was time to do the do the job. <laughs> she's like, OK, I'll go to the job. And then like they close the door behind her. And right. she's like, wait, I thought there was a thing. They're like, no, that's next week. Mm-hmm. 
So they couldn't even let her do the the, the menial task uh, that they gave her. And but she has like a really good point because she she's she makes the point like, oh, all these knights are tourney knights. They've never seen real combat. I need a knight that has who knows how to fight for real to protect my dad. And Sir Kristen Cole is the only one. She has a really strong point. But Sir Otto Hightower, the middle finger, he's just playing the political game. He sees this as a political. Appointment. Well, they're both right. And that's what I love about Game of Thrones. Right. Because ultimately. Mm -hmm. Protect the king from what right now at this moment, right? And they're all capable swordsmen. Mm -hmm. um, there's no immediate threat that the king's guard is need, king's guard is needed for. And Kristen Cole's a nobody. Sir Kristen Cole's from a no one house, so it does. It's a it's a, an opportunity for a political boon, and you know. But if he wanted to do it that way, he should have let her fly her dragon, or at least been quiet mm -hmm. and yeah. done this task himself. And mm -hmm. you know, and ultimately, I think the realm might have been better for it because that's what you get. I just love how the high tower little piece that they were using to signify which knight was there is just a, a tower essentially, but it looks like a chess rook. So it, yeah, and the shot of him moving that rook into the spot where it's, I don't know why they're doing that. Like, Oh, dude's being interviewed time to put his piece on the board <laughs> that he can't. I know see. they love this visualization thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> cause they do the marbles or the, the balls and the, yeah, and the that's how they council. clock in. And now they I wonder like, if when they first started that somebody would show up and it was always this awkward thing where they were like, uh, so I would like to present to the council to, um, I'm sorry, Kevin. <laughs> sorry to interrupt. Your ball's not in the plate. Your ball's aren't showing. Are you here? I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody was probably really petty about it. Uh, I don't know who's talking because there's an empty plate. You know, I used to film. I have the share bear right now. <laughs> right. I used to film uh, government council meetings and yeah, it w would be that pity or petty. So yeah. There's a bit like, who are we going to The council get? does not recognize the person. Yep. Basically. Mm. Just nonstop, dude. I've watched videos. It's a nightmare. Uh, it sucked. Yeah, it was a terrible job. <laughs> but I feel like that scene's mostly just like, yeah, the set designer made these really cool models. We don't know what else to do with them. So we're going to just put them on a little pedestal. They look wonderful. Step up. Yeah, they look great. Except for his. His little piece of wood. <laughs> Just a little guy. He's got the rook. But then after that, we cut to uh, Viserys teaching Alicent a little bit about the backstory of Valyria. And I guess we it is confirmed that model is the the the, the building a model of old Valyria. Of old Valyria. Yeah. Well, he had been building shit. That's uh, true. He he, yeah. he drew the designs. Oh, he commissions the stone, right? Yeah. yeah he. It's That's a, way less cool. The right? masons built it, and I guess he does like his little like he puts the little dragon figurines on. He's like, oh, today Malon's gonna be here. <laughs> he just plays with it. I'm gonna put Vega in the top tower. And now I'm making your red pants blue. She and walks in, and he's in kiss. there like. Slamming them together and Lord, stuff. Are you playing with your dolls again? <laughs> He's in the bathtub. Pew, pew, pew. I'm the king. So you really are, you're literally the king. You don't have to do this. And he's like, ah, now I'm the king. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I get it. I like toys. Uh, he says one building is the Inaugurion, which is cool. It's a term I've never heard before. That's a building where they practice their blood magic. Super important building to have. Okay. It's, it's important. Where else would you do it? In the Inaugurion. the doom. Off to the Inaugurion, my lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just doing a little blood magic. What if we get to see the doom and the Inaugurion's where it starts? Could be. Could be. But until now, I'm just going to be doing my blood magic. My next house is going to have an Inaugurion. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. This is the foyer. Here's the kitchen. It's an eat-in kitchen. Over there's the Inaugurion. There's a reading nook over here. Wait, hold up. Oh. Back up. Is That's where I do my blood magic. It's not a big deal. You're not helping me not have less questions. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you said there's a pool. <laughs> and an inaugurion. 
That's the pool of blood. So he gives Alice at the history lesson. There's a romantic moment where he drops one of his dragons and it breaks on the ground. It's very sad. And he picks it up at the same time as Alicent. Classic romantic trope where they accidentally touch skin. Touch pinkies. Dibs on skin. There's a lot of emotion charged in the scenes with the two of them because you get the idea that like Alicent is not 100% on board with it, but she also doesn't mind it. I think. But she's like, she's she's kind of doing this because her dad's making her. Yes. And she's just like counting her lucky stars. Well, at least he's, he's cool. Mm-hmm. Here is 100%. My, but it's my take gross. is that <laughs> she is very low percentage, 10, 15% willing, but extremely dutiful. Yes. To her house 100%. and her father. And I actually, I think so far, I think Alan, and I didn't expect to feel this way because I read the books. I think Alison Hightower in the show is the most tragic character so far yeah, because she truly does feel a strong love and friendship for Rhaenyra. Um, but just very dutiful to her father. Mm-hmm. And so she's just stuck in this rock and a hard place in between them both, you know, yeah. and her dad's the hard place and Rhaenyra's the rock mm-hmm. Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Mm-hmm. If you smell Gwayne, 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 Hightower, Gwayne, the rock Hightower. And then also Viserys, you, you get the idea that like he likes having this person to talk to because he can't really you, you get the idea that he can't speak that way to anyone else. And it's this weird situation where it's not appropriate at all. It's really not. But you can kind of empathize with him a little bit because it's like he, he, he needs an outlet. But at the same time, it's like, dude, find someone. Don't don't skip a little girl, please. Yeah. Yeah. Because if it's not if, above it. if Rhaenyra is 15, is how is Allison the same age or she, she has just, to be in the show. She has to be in the book. Yeah. She's much older than Rhaenyra. Correct. But, but I, mean, I mean, by much, she's maybe 17 or 19 mm-hmm. and yeah. Rhaenyra is like 11 or something, you know, like, right. There's, they're always too young. And because this is based on medieval times. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, uh, her performance, uh, Emily Carey's performance is incredible. And I think that she's just becoming this really tragic, sympathetic character. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that and Patty Constantine is, is doing a great job because he's, yeah. you can tell how he's like gradually falling in love with her. And he like really starts to crave this bond that he has with her. And they do really clever, subtle things to establish that. Like, Hey, you're not telling Rainier about these talks, are you? Yeah. Well, he's like one of the most like, um, convincing, like, portrayals of a king I've ever seen where like they kind of hammer home the idea that he doesn't have any interaction with anyone ever where they don't actively want something from him and they're trying to get it from him. And he knows that. And I I don't think I've ever seen that before in a portrayal of royalty where it's like, um, you know, even with her, he, he knows that her dad would have sent her there. Like he, he knows how the game's played and, but he is lonely. And mm-hmm. like, if he was to try to talk to somebody more his age, I mean, uh, the, it would be the same thing only they'd have a knife. You know what I mean? Like it's, uh, it is actually really, really tragic. Um, see, seeing what he's having to go through. I mean, you know, boohoo, he's the fucking King, but also like, no, I mean, as he's a human being. It's, it, he, it, he has no yeah. joy. And I'll grant you that for mm-hmm. sure. And, and Patty plays him really well because in the book it comes off as he's just this bumbling weak fool. But in the show, it's more like, yeah, he's definitely not suited for this role, but he's actually pretty smart and he's a really nice guy. And <laughs> yeah, you can see him making the mistakes of not stepping up to the position, but also he's not doing it in like, because he's stupid or dumb. It's just because he's, he doesn't want to be 
an asshole. He's trying right. to make everyone happy, which you don't necessarily want in this world. You can't be that in the world of Westeros politics. And yeah. it's sad because like modern, like our present day beliefs and values, we see that guy we're like, oh, but he's trying so hard. He's, he's, he's a good dude. Right. right? Uh, and he's just, and yeah, you feel for him and you feel for Allison as well. And it's, and I love that about the show is that yeah. you, you get these really tough moral uh, instances and it, it, it it's we it's wild it's one of the best things about got stuff yeah i mean that's what's so wonderful about george martin's writing is you've got and every perspective and point of view you have some understanding and sympathy of well you know mm-hmm. i mean his sister is you know pretty hot <laughs> you know i'm just kidding that was a joke that was a joke keep the blood pure but, but I do <laughs> like, one thing i don't want us to skip over in the scene is is viserys does make a point like hey uh how's rhaenyra doing like i don't know how to talk to my daughter he talks about how scared he is of talking to his daughter yeah yeah and it, like you you know he loves his daughter and it, it's so funny how you can tell this this character loves his family so much but is almost paralyzed to talking to any of them like he can't talk to rhaenyra he can't talk to damon you know it's it's very fun it's very fun to watch Absolutely. And I think um, another cool thing, I don't know if this is, again, I don't know what is considered salacious in the game in Westeros, but it looks to me, I think the costume department did it very intentionally is whenever she's in there with Viserys, she has like a dress that splits open with laces and reveals everything from her shoulder all the way to her wrists, um, which again, in our society is very, mm-hmm. not much skin, but I just have to wonder if that wasn't intentional on the costume hey, department Isabel. is like she was, <laughs> that's her mother's dress that she was, you know, wearing in there on purpose, you know, mm. whereas she probably have like a shawl and all kinds of stuff. If she was going without ill intent of seduction. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good, that's a good catch. Those like, are her seducer sleeves. Yeah. You like my elbow? Mm-hmm. Oop, while I pick up this dragon. Oh, Oop. what he dropped was a dragon stone. Am I right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be quicker on the draw, sorry. So the next scene uh, is Rhaenyra and Alicent in the Sept. And is upset about all the machinations being employed to replace her as heir. She can see it coming a mile away. She's uh, also still emotionally hung over from being spurned at having, trying to speak up in the small council and being completely unwelcome. Not only the fact that they didn't allow her to ride the dragon and they didn't actually end up doing that. They didn't even fucking entertain the idea. And I think that's what hurt her the most is yeah. like, at least acknowledge it as a possibility or, you know what I mean? A potential course of action. It's, you know, uh, that's all she really wanted, I think. And they wouldn't even give her that. Um, so she's really upset about that. There's tears in her eyes. Uh, and eventually they talk about, you know, Allison is again, well and truly her friend cares about her and is in this painful position of um, having I'm about to be your mama competing loyalty with her father's motivations. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But she still still tries to be like, your, your father loves you. Yeah, you, you. You need to talk to him. My, my father is also not well spoken in the. He's going to have to marry somebody and like whoever he marries might be like super fucking cool. They might be awesome. You might even know them. <laughs> you might come to see your new mom as your best friend. Yeah. Or, or the other way around <laughs> or, you know, or something, you know, he could marry you. <laughs> uh, Targaryen, so. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Alison t- teaches Rhaenyra to pray. Is that what I gathered there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that was she's like, like, I don't know how sweet. to do it. So she had never been raised. I mean, most of the nobility is uh, raised with a septa. I thought. So it just seemed interesting. that well, she has a septa. She talked about her last episode. But, but she Rainier said, fuck was, the yeah, Septa. That's true. Rhaenyra has been pretty uh, against authority. And, and I guess the, 
the faith does have a tendency to have a rough relationship with the Targaryens. But I think that that goes to show just how much she trusts Alicent, because even though she's probably been around, you know, these septos, yeah, they're best everything. She's never she's been brash and, you know, kind of clashing against that authority. But she's with her friend now and she's in this tender moment that she's like, OK, well, how do you teach me? I want to and help, I, help me feel better. I actually loved uh, this moment. It was a beautiful shot over those candles with um, it was like dead center was Alicent and Rhaenyra. And they're they're stooped in prayer, except Rhaeny- and Rhaenyra starts to like very subtly break down mm-hmm. uh, and you don't know what she's praying for. But it's just I thought it was a really fucking incredible scene and a great performance from Millie Alcock. Um, and then we cut to uh, King Viserys having a meeting with Corlys Velaryon and Rhaenys Velaryon, his cousin, the queen that never was. And they're walking through like the gardens, which was, again, was a beautiful. There was like a beautiful drone or crane shot at the beginning. That You can see the sea behind them. Yeah, we don't get a whole lot of and those. And they're framed up by the, the two tall trees. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is the Game of Thrones that I miss. You know, eventually it, it became all like big action spectacle, move the pieces. A lot of ugly board. north and, the wall shots. Yeah. and But I wanted more like make it instead of moving the pieces around the board make the pieces talk you know yeah like, smash more, the pieces together like viserys does conniving in gardens you know what i mean <laughs> i've missed the garden conniving mm-hmm. and, and we got some of that and i'm excited about that's it. andy's second album yeah garden conniving garden conniving it's a yes. stellar album cover name after yes. keytars and heath bars yeah. his <laughs> sophomore slump <laughs> garden conniving <laughs> But only the true fans will love Garden Canada. Yeah. This was a this was a great setup It'll be before, before it's time, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, this was a great setup for not only kind of kind of better explaining the relationship that Viserys has with Corlys and Rhaenys. Um, it really kind of set home the fact that these are two houses that should be you know hand in hand together. They should be very very close allies, and they're like, hey. Uh, you know what'll make us happy and will make the realm even stronger is if you form an alliance and marry our houses together. Mm-hmm. You should marry our daughter. And he's like, oh, okay. And for a second, we're like, why? Well, first they, they hit him. What with, does she look like? They hit him with brass tacks. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, hey, uh, Dame, your 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 little brother who you banished has your ancestral home. You got pirates raiding all over one of the most important areas in your kingdom. You've got a one single female heir, no wife. Everybody's looking at you like you're a straight up bitch right now, dude. Yeah. And then Viserys is like, uh, it's a little harsh. And then Rhaenys is like, he speaks nothing but the truth. You're being a bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Own it. Mm-hmm. Own it. What are you going to do about it? Cousin, my favorite cousin. Mm-hmm. And he's like, do you have a solution? He's like, I do. Happens to benefit me greatly, but I came up with it all by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Proud to say, I think it's my best work. (laughs) You marry my daughter. And it's honestly, it is a great idea. And again, that's Game of Thrones. That's what's so tragic about this. Like that, those are the two strongest houses. They are both of Valyrian blood and Viserys' kingdom cannot function at this point in history without the support of the Valarion household. So it's like, duh, who do I not? piss off the most they're so extremely wealthy the the royal coffers would be filled it is the obvious choice um but the heart wants what the heart wants it does yeah and the heart does not want viserys marries for love child the 12 year old <laughs> well, dude it's i didn't it's so icky beyond the sequence where like you see him finally walking with that girl and you're like okay what's what's gonna be and then it like you see her side profile is like oh no it was absolutely terrible it's like that it's a 12 year old that looks like she's eight. It, it, it was awful. It was, it was very uh, awkward to watch. And we know this kind of stuff goes on in Game of Thrones and mm-hmm. we know it's based on medieval times and how it used to be. But it's like, I don't like, let's just not do that in the show. You know, at least they showed like active discomfort from the king too. He's like, 
what the fuck is going on? Hi. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I was very, it does have like that scene. I know we're skipping ahead a little bit, but we're here. Uh, that there is that line where he's like, she, she, at one point she's like, I would be very honored to join our houses, your grace. And he's like, did your father tell you to say that? And <laughs> she kind of gives him a knowing look. And then he's like, what did your mother say? And she's like, that I wouldn't have to bed you till I was 14. And he's like, fuck. Mm, <laughs> like, yeah. That was like, yikes, man. Yeah. Mega yikes. Um, but steering back, Corliss Velaryon in that first scene did have a really great line, I thought, because he is the famous sea snake. He spent most of his life sailing all the way to E.T. and came back with his family's famous fortune. And he said, uh, you know, there's a storm a brewing, as in the threat to the crown. Yeah. And he said, you know, uh, when there's a storm, you only have three courses of action, you know, or two courses of action. You can sail through it or around it. You cannot wait for it to come to you. And I just thought that was a brilliant fucking metaphor. And it mm. was like, and it was from a place that was believable. That would he be in his noggin. Because yeah. he's a sailor. Exactly. He yeah. knows about sailing. Very mm. strong seaman. Exactly. <laughs> he's the strongest seaman we've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, we know that to be fact. Uh, so then we cut to uh, Rhaenyra and Viserys having dinner. And it's a really awkward, quiet dinner. And there's a heartbreaking scene in this that actually really pissed me off because, uh, Rainier tries to speak, I think twice, and he cuts her off. And she was basically trying to apologize for something that she wasn't wrong for, which was mm -hmm. just positing an idea because she's the heir to the throne. And he cut her off and he says, uh, don't worry about it. It was, you know, you're young, you'll learn. Mm -hmm. And it was just such a dick move. And he still at this Very point has not even acknowledged his, uh, his wife, her mother's demise. They haven't talked to anything about that since well, been six months. They open that scene with, you know, we essentially agreeing with each other that they don't communicate well enough. And then when he, she says, you know, you're the King, you can say anything that you want. He's just like, huh? But they, um, he has the, I loved your mother very much. Yeah. And like, and like he chokes up and I thought that was beautiful, but it was a, a really interesting dynamic in that scene to open with like the inability that we've had to communicate since, you know, your wife, my mother has passed and the shared grief that they have, but then also like the, um, father slash uh, Lord protector dynamic that he has going on. He immediately shuts down any further conversation over any topic for the whole rest of the scene. It's kind of heartbreaking, yeah. but also really cool dynamically. And it's like, um, yeah, I have nothing uh, of value to add to that. That was, that was a great scene. Um, and then we cut to, Viserys's finger rotting. So now he's got the little patch on his back. We know he cut his finger six months ago now in this episode on the throne. Oh. Yeah. Cause it should be taught, you know, the throne cuts motherfuckers that should not be sitting on it. That's, <laughs> that's what we know about the game of Thrones I universe. Did not put together the, the cut never healed from, I think that's what his finger is, right? Yeah, That's that's, I think that's what they're going for. So now his fingers like rotting off. They, they're dipping his hand in maggots to try to save the appendage. Sire. Sire, we'd like to save the appendage. How, how long does he have to put his finger in there? I don't know. I Honestly, tell you, hello, Maester Marty B. Here. Oh, come to wonderful. We've got an actual maester here. Yeah, I'm so glad you asked me. Um, uh, it's three weeks. You will need to keep <laughs> that thing submerged through three weeks. Three exact weeks. Yes, no more, no less. You do, t you do two less, you still lose the fingy. Too much, you lose the fingy, they eat it all. Uh -huh. Oh, they eat too much. Yes. Uh, how did you come upon... Three weeks specifically. Well, we did a lot of trials with children. <laughs> I see. That makes actually a lot That's of sense. That's be promised. We do human testing exclusively on the little ones. <laughs> if that little girl wasn't nobility and they weren't trying to 
marry her to Viserys, uh-huh. bet your ass I would be throwing some maggots on her and trying yeah. some shit out. Just see what happens. Yeah, that's for science. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta shake some trees to get some apples. You know what I'm saying, my man? I do. It's I want pound it out, pound it out. Yes. Boom. Thank you, Maester Marty B. I'm leaving. It's good to see you. Bye bye. Uh, so yeah, we cut back to his his hands in the maggots, and uh, that's when he proposes to his quote unquote small council, which I believe is just Otto, his hand, and the Grand Maester. Uh, but he says, Hey, uh, Corley stopped by and he said, maybe I should marry his daughter. And you can see the vitriol burning in Otto's eyes because that is going against his current well-laid plans. Right. Uh, and he's the hater of the highest order is his first title. And so he says, you should discuss that with your small council. And Viserys is like, that's what I'm doing. And I was like, it's not actually, it's not a convened. There's no balls on plates. Yeah, exactly. I don't know who's talking. Yeah. Whoever, yeah. whoever's keeping the minutes of the small council is not going to be pleased yeah. about and, this. Yeah. Definitely not happening. But then he's like, yeah, anyway, I'm doing that right now. And they're all very deft, like Otto and Alicent both sort of encourage the marriage of Lena Valerion as a wise choice in a snaky way. Right. Because if you outright oppose it, then it's like obvious that you have your own desires first in mind and you're not going to yeah, take their yeah, advice. Yeah. So he's like, oh, that's, that's a wise choice. Because even in the scene, Maester Marwyn's like, well, yeah, marry her. That makes total sense. Yeah, and the, 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 Otto was like, the Maester's point is good. Valid. <laughs> not feeling it. You can see his face twitching. I do want to point out, do you think, do you guys think, now roll with me on this, do you think that the fact that Viserys's finger is rotting is like symbolism for his literal hand of the king kind of plotting against him. Ooh. Mm. Because that is the hand, hold on, stay with me. Okay. Of the king. You're goddamn right it is. Last time I checked, a pinky was part of the hand. Thank you, Maester Marty B. Uh, You're welcome. You were supposed to be gone. Uh, I linger. (laughs) I linger. Your ball was not on the plate, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, was this the scene where I think it was later? Was it, it was Mr. Strong, the master of laws that said Lionel strong. Yeah. Lionel. I believe this was later where he said she's 12. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought that might've been the scene to the maester. So then we cut to Viserys walking with Lena. That's what Andy and, uh, or all of us were talking about earlier. Um, and then he talks a little bit about Balerion, which is uh, worth note. Right. He tells the story because remember, remember again, he doesn't currently ride a dragon, but King Viserys at one point rode Balir in the Black Dread. Balir in the Black Dread died. Uh, and then they talk about Vagar a little bit as well, how huge Vagar is. And that was Visenya's dragon. It is. Mm hmm. Vagar was Visenya's, Balerion's yeah. was Aegon's. Um, and it's worth noting that Vagar is so big, he won't go in the dragon pit. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a huge dragon. But the other thing that's really important about the lore in this conversation is that Balerion is the only, and we've talked about this before, Balerion is the only dragon that's old enough to have been in Valyria at the height of its power before the doom. Yeah. Vagar was born on Dragonstone. So even though Vagar is also old as shit, it's still not a dragon that remembers Valyria. Yeah, they, they were born right after they went to Dragonstone. And there's a um, really but, cool story in Fire and Blood. I just this is a completely irrelevant, but it's one of my favorite stories. Uh, way centuries before the events we're learning about now, or at least over a century. There's a young, really cool princess uh, kid that steals Balerion because she's really willful like Rhaenyra is. And Rhaenyra, but she's not old enough to control the dragon. He's like the, the, the adult will of the Targaryen is important. So Balerion takes her where he wants to. 
And the girl is gone for like months and nobody knows where. And when she shows back up, she's like this grotesque monster, like with blackened skin, charred like a volcano or obsidian and like demons and beasts are crawling out of her stomach and stuff. And it's terrible. And they're like, where the fuck was she? And it's rumored. Nobody knows for sure that Valyrian flew her back to Valyria mm-hmm. and whatever's going on there now is fucking cray cray. It's basically yeah. hell on earth. The property value in Valyria has gone down quite a bit. Ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's like North yeah. Florida and <laughs> At least. just nothing but yeah. demons and <laughs> chaos. <laughs> now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. I'm so excited to be sponsored by BetterHelp because we here on Streaming Things have been big advocates of mental health and therapy for a long time, but we haven't known how to incorporate it into the show because it's something you have to be really responsible about. I'm actually in the mental health field and have been looking for a therapist for quite some time, but have been unable to find one. Every time I find a therapist that I connect with, they're either not accepting new patients or they're scheduling so far out and my willingness to treat my mental health is so low that I just let it go by and don't think about it again for a while because that's how my life is structured. Sometimes I try to solve my own problems with my own mind, but when your mind is the problem, that's hard to do. So I'm so excited to be working with better help. BetterHelp is awesome. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, it works perfectly. It's convenient. It's accessible. It's all online. It's very affordable. And they help pair you with a therapist that can suit your needs after filling out a brief survey. And you can switch therapists at any time. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash streaming things. Uh, he, he does have a good line where he pretty much says, like, with Bleary uh, and the Black Dread died, the the last memory of how great our house once was, you know. Yeah, it's and that's sad. how he is. Like, he really feels kind of this open disdain for the Targaryens already. So he's mm. just really so many reasons he is not the one to represent the Targaryen name right. on the throne. <laughs> right. So many reasons. Not his best trait. And there's this awkward uh, moment where Rhaenyra is watching as well. So not only does Viserys feel uncomfortable, but we pan up. Uh, or tilt up. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Jesus Christ. Sorry, guys. We tilt up. Film Twitter's coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. To where Rainier is watching and she's just disgusted for so many ethical reasons, but also because she's watching herself potentially be replaced as heir to the throne. Um, and she has a really good discussion with Rainies about this. It- and Rhaenys is watching her watching. Uh, I love the the back and forth there because Rhaenys is not, she's, she's guarding her own family and she's partially like laying it to Rhaenyra and saying, Hey, grow up. This is just the way it is. But she also, I, I got some matronly vibes. Like, you know what? I wish you could be queen because I would, that means I could have been queen before. You know, <laughs> if anyone knows what Rhaenyra is going through yes. has the potential to go through its Rhaenys. And you can tell there is, I agree with you. There is that sort of like, Hey kid, uh, you better fucking learn. Cause this is how the way of things, but you know, I got your back if you need it. Yes. Right. But also is like actively trying to undermine her claim to the throne. Mm-hmm. There's so many dynamics, so many layers there. to it. It's awesome. And Rhaenyra keeps purposefully calling her princess, mm-hmm. princess, princess and she's doing that because it hurts rainies because it is not the word queen she's hitting her with that hard p dude mm-hmm. the hard p she's hitting her with the hard p and she hates it yeah she don't like that p hard p's and hot d's it and, hurts and we get the trailer moment too we get two trailer moments that i caught in this episode the first is uh rainies and that that awesome line is 
men would rather. <laughs> she actually she talked <laughs> like a she talked like a Wesley Wabbit. <laughs> She's such a Wesley Wabbit. The Mimble Elmer Fudd voice that she employs Mimble is incredible. The realm. <laughs> incredible in this scene. Uh, no, she says men, men would rather put the realm to the torch than see it ruled by a woman. I'm mm-hmm. paraphrasing, but it's a great line. It was in every trailer, and now we get to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, love that. In the wedding. Voice to well. Oh, it's, I love that scene so much and picturing that voice, man. Made it even better, you mean? <laughs> so good. Uh, and we'll take a short break for a second. I want to talk about a few things. We do have a mailbag episode coming up for House of the Dragon specifically. So be sure to be a part of that. And we haven't done one in a long while. So we're overdue. We're going to do a few more uh, probably in September. So very, very soon. It's the end of August as you're hearing this. So yeah. uh, email streamingthingspod at gmail.com at any time. That's streamingthingspod at gmail.com at any time. You can also follow us on Twitter at streamthingpod. Uh, you can follow me, Chris, personally at moviesrtherapy. You can follow Steve May. Steve May 13. At Steve May 13. And Andy. At Andy Most Day. That's right. You can also subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash streaming things and subscribe at a variety of tiers to get a variety of rewards, including extra bonus episodes uh, and a bunch of other cool stuff that we're going to talk about at great length very, very soon. But and just you, know that it's there. And you can watch this episode on YouTube. Also, we did a Q poll for a long, long time. We meant to uh, announce it last week, but I forgot. I did email her personally. I don't think she's responded. But the uh, the winner of the Q poll is Julia P. And Julia so P. That means she has the power to make us review any movie that she wants. Uh, all she has to do is tell us what movie it is. We'll have to watch it and make an entire episode of the Streaming Things podcast about that uh, pretty soon. We'll do that in the coming weeks or so. So yeah, as soon as she reaches out. Thank you, everyone who uh, followed Chris on Q. I'm really excited to see what movie Julia is going to pick. Mm-hmm. I am, too. So that's why I'm eager for her to answer that, because it's like, what's she going to make me watch? Is yeah, it a movie I already right. love? Is it a movie I've never seen? We'll what find if it's out. Robocop? What if it's Pride and Pride? <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be dope. <laughs> so then we cut to uh, uh, Viserys and Alicent. Um, and they're discussing the prospect that he's going to have to marry a new queen and stuff like that. And then. Alicent did something really sweet. She went and had the stonemason fix his toy dragon that he dropped. Uh, and you can tell that's like the, I don't know what you want to call it, the nail in the coffin, but that's yeah. kind of a negative connotation. But it, it's yeah, because he's straw like, that broke the camel's back. Something, Still man. also negative, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, because he was very taken by that. He was like, this is a, such a generous. He was like, holy gift. shit, that is like the sweetest thing. <laughs> no one's ever done that for no me. One's, I break so many of these. <laughs> I'm so clumsy. And I, excuse me. <laughs> I always have to get them fixed by myself. <laughs> and I hate going to the Masons. And we cut to, uh, or not cut to quite yet, but in the middle of that conversation where he's really, really falling for Alicent, Otto Hightower, her dad, busts in. And by the way, she's still wearing that like arm revealing dress. So I, that's why I thought it was intentional because she's wearing it again. Scandal. Uh, Scandalous. Pokey necklace. He's like, cover your elbow, dear. <laughs> I didn't think you were a floozy when I sent you to the king. Yes. So he says, uh, you're, well, I've convened an emergency meeting with the small council. It's an urgent matter. You're great. I think you should hear it in person. And I thought this is awkward because he is in person. He's with you right now and he should know what he's about to walk into. I disagreed entirely with mm-hmm. Otto's tactic there. Yeah, you don't want to attack the king. But I also felt like Otto's like, I don't want this to come from me because, you know, I fucking hate Damon. So check this mm-hmm. out. Other people will be talking. So they go in there <laughs> and then it cuts to the small council room. And essentially one of the uh, dragon, what's the word? 
dragon minders, the people that dragon keepers, the dragon keepers. Yeah. One of the dragon keepers is in there. And I dragon love that there's minders. <laughs> a mine. <laughs> uh, one of the dragon keepers and they're speaking Valyrian. I love that. I love this little touch that house of the dragon keeps doing where it's still old enough in the Targaryen history where they're close enough to their ancestry, where when they're really impassioned or they want to keep something private in public, they just use high Valyrian. Like Damon and Rhaenyra do it a lot, but mm-hmm. in this scene, the the Dragon Keeper speaks it, and you know, even we see Viserys respond in fluent Valyrian. It's just neat. I love yeah, it. I like. I love. Nice I like that language. And it's and on Duolingo. Just standing there, pissed. Like, like, is it on Duolingo? I was like, you need is. to hear it directly, and then he doesn't even know what's up. Do you want to learn Valyrian with me? I'm hundred percent. I'm going to learn Valyrian with you. Do the gaddies. Go spaghettis. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do Valyrian uh, on du- Duolingo. That sounds amazing. It doesn't it. We're not sponsored by Duolingo. We just, we're going to do that. We're just nerds. Uh, <laughs> and then we find out that Prince Damon stole the dragon egg. Uh, not just any dragon egg. Dreamfire's Dream eggs. Dreamfire. Not just any Dreamfire's egg, though. The very one that was also gifted to Balon. Balon, his dead son. So mm-hmm. it's almost, it's almost certainly a fuck you. Well, he, he makes an announcement like he stole the dragon egg because he says, hey, I am going to marry the lady. <laughs> I love this shit. He's invited you to his wedding, sire. It's tomorrow. With and a common so- hall. <laughs> Otto, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just throwing that out there. And so it's Masaria, Lady Misery, that and he, he yeah, intends and to marry. He says that uh, not only are they getting married, but she's with child. And so as per tradition of Valyria, he thinks his baby should have a dragon egg on in its crib. And as per tradition, he thinks he should be able to have multiple wives. Yes. Um, uh, and Dreamfire, it should be noted if for nerds, it was written by Queen... Raina, uh, or Princess Raina, it just depends on how you look at it. I'm not going to get into the whole drama there, but so there was Aegon, then his brother Magor, Magor the Cruel, who built Magor's Holdfast, and then Aenys the First was the next king, super weak. He died of like sickness. He's super bitch, terrible king. Uh, and then Raina was his daughter, uh, that at one point was heir to the throne. She rode Dreamfire. So that's, I think that they, named the dragon eggs mother on purpose just for like super nerds. So mm-hmm. yeah. Join the super nerd club. That was probably would have been a dragon egg. I just fuck it. Hey, you know, th- spill your load. I did. <laughs> um, and then Otto says, cause Viserys storms up and it's actually Rhaenyra that decides to ask in Valyrian who, which egg which was egg it? Was it? Yeah. And I think you can almost see the rage in her face, like my brother's mm-hmm. egg. And then that's what spurs Viserys. Cause Viserys is like, again, he doesn't want any, I don't smoke. want to go to the wedding. He's afraid of Damon yeah. and he wants no smoke is really what it is. And he's yeah. like, he just, he be stealing. He, he's just trying to, <laughs> he's trying to get a rise out of me. Yeah, I'm not going to fall for it. Frankly, that little rascal. They're like, he took your whole house. <laughs> I didn't need it. I didn't, I got a house here. Bro, how many apple. houses do I got? Tons of them. Tons of them. <laughs> <laughs> I got so many. So and then they're like, yeah, but they took your kid's egg. He's like, that motherfucker's going to burn. So he stands up ready to go. And I think it's awkward because he's not a dragon rider. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm going to get on my boat. And yeah. Call my carriage, my, my dragon shaped carriage. I will hold this anger for a fortnight. <laughs> yeah, Cause it's gonna be a little journey. Uh, and then Otto stands up. I can't let you do that. Your grace. I want to go because it's too dangerous for you. So that's again, genius, two pronged because in the one, it puts him in control. He gets to control what is said to Damon. He can start shit if he wants to, he can make it worse than it has to be, which is entirely his intent. My belief, but also he gets to look like he's protecting his king, that he's extra loyal. And right? the dynamic of just saying, I can't let you do that. 
He's yeah, that's the king you're talking to, homie. Sure. And he's quick to point that out when other people speak to the king, like yeah, Corliss yeah. Valarian in the first scene. Exactly. Like just because you're in this council doesn't mean you're equals with the king, sir. That's why we and the king's him. like, yeah. And he's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we call him middle finger. Yeah, exactly. I love that nickname. So then we cut to Otto getting ready uh, in his armor for the journey. And he's being super fucking creepy to his daughter. And it's the part that I hate about this show the most. The show like the this. most comely girl. You are court. the hottest chick in the court. He's calling her comely. Humlet. Comely. 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 Opposite of homely. See the word come? Steve? Yeah. Now put a Lee on it. Come. <laughs> <laughs> and then homely is the one that means ugly. So you are the most comely girl at this court saying she's the most beautiful. You're the most beautiful girl here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you, you be picking your nails. Don't yeah. be doing that. You're slightly less comely now. And I frown <laughs> upon that in my daughters. Your comely ranking has dropped from an eight to a seven. Have you ever been to hotornot.com? <laughs> <laughs> well, you were a 10 and now you're like an eight and a half if they see your nails. It's embarrassing for the Hightower family. Your mother was so hot. <laughs> oh my God, speak good. She had a fat. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, the hammer pulls you off. So then we cut to uh, a scene probably nobody liked. The scene on the bridge at Dragonstone. Oh, how could anyone like that yeah, scene? The boring. climax of the episode is whatever. Uh, <laughs> Damon standing there with his whole, uh, all the gold cloaks that have defected. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, who's guarding the city right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we didn't think about that one. Uh, so Damon effectively defunded the police in King's <laughs> Landing. Uh, no, he just got a private security force. Yeah, yeah. PMCs. Uh, yeah. He took <laughs> he took him with him to Dragonstone. He's standing there with the egg, and he's just full of bravado. Otto thinks that he's so righteous in this moment. He's got some of the King's Guard. I know Sir Kristen Cole's there. Sir Harold Westerling is there, uh, and some just random rando red shirts of knights from mm-hmm. the the King's. Retainers, you would um, risk your soon-to-be bride and child. Yeah, they start a bunch of shit. They go back and forth, uh, sir. And Damon's like, ah, Sir Crispin, Nessie, <laughs> and his name is Kristen, of course, and he knows that. So, and then Kristen snaps back though. He's like, I'm the guy that unseated you from your horse. He's I thought, clapping. I thought back. you'd remember that. He's clapping. And Damon takes it. Hey, he's he's like, just ah, like, that's good one. Good one. Yeah. Oh, if I can get you, that's a good me. one. Right. Uh, I love the moment and there's so much interplay and I'm sure you guys had so much fun with this scene as well, but um, I don't, who drew their sword first? Uh, it seemed like the goal or the retainers for with Otto did. It seemed like it. Yeah, it was definitely the Otto side drew first, I think. OK, so yeah. they drew their swords. Damon was quick as shit, though. Drew yeah. Dark Sister. And he did point in that shit. Still right holding the Otto. egg, too. He holds it so cool. Oh, it's so cool. I want that. That's yeah. going to be 100 percent. I'm going to say call it now, guys. And I have every all power to do this. So it's a dumb call out because it's in control of me. I'm going to make that my background, my wallpaper. <laughs> I'm, calling it. I'm, I'm calling it now, guys. I thought that was going to go a completely different way. <laughs> That's going to be my wallpaper on my laptop. Just have a feeling. So how's that for a hot take? Well, you know what? Time will tell if you're right or not. Time will surely tell. We'll update the listener if that indeed happens or you forget. Right. <laughs> 
But dude, how cool was that when they draw the sword and then uh, uh, Caraxes? Fuck, it was like, cool. I, almost, I got okay. chills. Mm. I got a, you know. They forgot it. He had dragons. They, they forgot <laughs> it. Yeah, I know. Caraxes comes out and he's looking all, he's he's a he's a nice noodle boy. I love him. He's a long boy. He's such a good. He's a noodly boy. He's a, he's a good he's a red noodly boy. boy. He's like a, a worm, a wyrm. Yeah, he's got the, the really long neck. Do they call him the blood worm or is that a different character? I believe that is his the dragon called the blood worm. Yes. But he, but he comes out. I love how the sound design gave both Caraxes and later Cyrax like their own individual yes, noises. Yes, it's got voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Caraxes comes out and he's doing like... <laughs> And then when uh, uh, Cyrax comes in, Cyrax almost sounds more regal and eagle like, which is regal eagle. I think it's called the regal eagle. Yeah, bloodworm and regal eagle. And it's just so. (laughs) I just wait, wait, wait. So, what does the regal eagle sound like? (laughs) It's like you ever watched the. What what was that? What was that, Andy? (laughs) All right, you know what? I'm going to isolate that, and that's going to be on the goddamn soundboard next time. I loved, uh, I've seen, I made a TikTok video about it actually. And it was, it was a little gatekeepy and shitty, but I just felt it welling up because I don't mean to be the type of person that's defensive of a show that he loves. It's like, Hey, I'm, I'm the guy that's always talking about the free criticism of art and we all like different things and it's no big deal. But a lot of people have been knocking hot D and I'm like, "Mm, Mm. not a fan, Mm. not a fan of that, which is fair. There's a lot to, to talk about, but one thing I've heard a lot is that the effects aren't that good or the dragons look like shit compared to the dragons in game of Thrones. And I just, I really don't see it. I know you guys even talked a little bit about that in the last episode, but like slightly. Yeah, I, I think um, the dragons look great, especially in this episode. And I just made a point that like we've come a long way in fantasy. We used to have nothing but Kevin Sorbo. Remember Dragonheart's dragon? Dragonheart. But I'm like, a real dragon. You ever <laughs> hop on my back? <laughs> Kiki! Kiki, my tits are back. And that dragon, Caraxes, looked so fucking incredible. That is the coolest looking dragon we've ever seen. I mean, $300 million movies like Jurassic World and stuff they looked every bit as good as yeah. is like the the t-rex in that movie I, all i want on screen from every week I'll, i just expect game of thrones to give me like a, the a little, big red newly boy like the little ghiblies on yeah, caraxes little giblets. Little giblets. i was like holy shit it's kind of slightly glistening in certain mm-hmm. spots it looks mm-hmm. it's flapping he looks mm-hmm. pissed he was making that so- sound <laughs> he was super angry Dude. and i love that because he heard the ringing of the steel yeah yeah and yeah. it was like maybe a psychic connection even with damon who we don't know she's your fucking sword yeah he's like otto's like um i think we could talk about this <laughs> suddenly i'm feeling really good about talking <laughs> yeah the look on otto's face like fuck forgot about that i and forgot then, we're outside and then I, there was the fog of the clouds and i didn't know what was coming honestly it was beautiful i yeah. didn't know what was coming and then it's fucking rainera yeah and then she parks her ass behind otto and them so it's almost like dragon v dragon so mm-hmm. it's like okay and then Otto's like pull it back out <laughs> we're good I, I loved when he was like uh, was it Sir Kristen Cole please escort the, the princess back to her dragon oh, and she's like good hey don't touch me guys cause uh, uh, she's a little she gets a little fidgety if she thinks I'm in danger she, yeah, she's, it's such she, a like, veiled threat a, yeah veiled threat yeah. it's like Love oh it. be mindful of touching me uh, uh, Cyrax is easily be, be mindful not to startle Cyrax he's very protective of me yeah, and they're like yeah. Actually, you know, I think she's good. Fuck you, Otto. <laughs> I'm going to listen to her. Uh, and then she has a Valyrian conversation with Damon, basically calling him out. Like, I'm who you're pissed at, I guess. You know, you're pissed that you're not the heir anymore. You're always swagging around. You took my house. And then she said, just kill me. And then I'm right here. Calls his bluff. So he tosses her the egg and walks away. And in the meantime, he's pissed off Missaria because she had no idea that he had announced a wedding or lied and said she was pregnant. Dude, the way that he threw the egg. Yeah, it was just like, I hope you catch it. I don't care. Fuck you, dude. Oh, my God. I was just. (laughs) Matt Smith 
and I'm not a Doctor Who fan, so I don't have much. Honestly, I know every, the Internet has been as soon as this casting was announced five, six, seven months ago, everybody was so excited that, oh, that yeah. was in the know yeah. that this was going to be Matt Smith. I don't have that reference point. I was never, I never watched Doctor Who. I don't even know what else he's in other than some terrible fucking movies. Mm, Morbius. He's like the mad, the bad guy in Morbius. Terminator Genesis. And, and the shitty Terminator with, <laughs> ironically, isn't that the one with Amelia Clark? Yep. Whoa, he's <laughs> met the other dragon queen. Um, so I had no reference point for how good this guy was going to be. And oh, he's you should watch fucking the crown. awesome, You should dude. watch The Crown. He's amazing in that Is as he well. in The Crown? Yeah. I never he, watched that show yet. Yeah, uh, what's he's probably the, season three. He's the the Queen's husband. I I can't Phillip. remember his, Phil, Arthur yeah, Philip. Philip. Yeah, Steve. Which Philip is like a Philip is very much like a Daemon Targaryen character where he's that like kind of pithy asshole. Type. Is that the guy who just died at like 148? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looked every bit of 149. Hey, that man partied hard when he was young. <laughs> I don't know anything about the royal family. So Masoria, we find out, doesn't want children. Uh, she's actually really upset with Damon and we get a great well, speech from her. She can't have children. She said, I she's made steps. sure of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she came to be, she didn't want a crown or money or anything. She wanted to be liberated. And he said, from what? And she said, fear. Right. So yeah. you're stirring great. up shit. I don't want to deal with. And yeah, I cause he's effectively put a target on her. Correct. Uh, what's going to happen to the common whore that you run around with. You're mm -hmm. probably good. Uh, and by the, what do you guys think of her accent? How's it working for you? I, not sure where they're going with it. It's, it's like a very, French Jamaican, but also very, very slow. Like she barely knows the language. I like the idea that they're really stressing that she's from elsewhere. Um, and we got that somewhat with Shay in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I get Shay vibes from it. Um, but it's it's a thicker accent than Shay, I think. And what's so interesting, I don't know the actress who plays Shay at, at all, but the one who plays Missaria does not talk like that mm -hmm. <laughs> for sure. So it's like, what are they going for? I think the Shea actress was British. I know she was a porn star, mm -hmm. um, but I'm pretty sure she was British. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where she came from. I just know that uh, this, this is a really thick accent and it's not, not working for me, mm -hmm. but I'm like, it is taking me out of it a little bit. It, yeah. It, does, it doesn't bother me at all. Like again, like I, I, shades of Shay, you know, I just spent too much time, like trying to identify what it was. You know what I mean? I was like, it's a little bit of French there. And I'm like, wait, pay attention. Yeah. yeah I'm just kind of like, I don't, it's, it's supposed to be a made up accent. So it could be whatever the fuck it wants to be, you know? <laughs> sure. She could really come out and just do like some mix between like, Oi! Welsh, <laughs> just like Welsh and like Russian. And we'd be fine. Yeah. And we cut to, uh, the Viserys talking with Lionel strong and he's trying to get his advice. And again, Lionel Strong advises that he should wed Lena. And he's like, lists all the boons of the relationship. So I was just saying, Lionel Strong talks about, hey, that's Targaryen bloodline. They're super rich. It's the master of ships there. You kind of owe it to him. It would make sure that they never rebel. And and he's like, so I mean, literally name one negative thing to marry in this this girl. And he's like, she's 12. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's like, other than that. <laughs> uh, she's like, she's 12. And he's like, she'll mature. She, yeah. She'll grow up. Um, um, I do. Lionel strong does have a line that I like. Cause at one point Viserys is like, what, how will Lord Corliss take it? If I refuse him and <laughs> Lionel's like, he would not be like to take it. Well, <laughs> not real good. He would not be like to take it. Well. I, I just love the way they say these old timey phrases. Sometimes he'd not be like to take it. Well, nah. <laughs> nah. nah. Uh, so then we go to, uh, we cut to Viserys, um, angry at Rhaenyra. Cause she's just returned from Dragonstone. Mm -hmm. What were you doing there? Cause he's apparently never knows what the fuck's going on. Nobody can see a giant dragging leaving the city apparently. Um, 
And he's really livid that she put herself in danger and disobeyed. And uh, she kind of takes the air out of his sails immediately. May I sit, you mm-hmm. know, um, which is really cool, but also just evidence of how much of a pushover he is to everybody. Like he has this, like his own personal feelings and opinion and they're like, or no. And but he's how like, strong she is vice versa. Exactly. Like at the same Very time. much like her mother, according mm-hmm. to Viserys. Um, and they have a really cool heart to heart where he finally says, um, Hey, you're a lot like your mother. I do. And they, he admits his grief over uh, his wife, Emma. Uh, and they kind of have a moment when she acknowledges, I know you have to marry someone else. I know you're going to have more heirs. It's the, what's best for our family. I'm going to fucking adult pick whoever you want. I'm a grown ass woman. It's going to be fine. Except there's literally one person he could pick that would piss her off. And unfortunately that's who he picks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love that. We cut from that scene to the scene of the small council where he does reveal his choice, but it starts with him looking out the window to the dragon pit. Yeah. Sort of like, I don't know. I feel like that's also another metaphor where it's like, he feels like he is a dragon stuck in a pit and yeah. he's, 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 he's not nice. free. He's like, trapped by this decision that he does not want to make because we know Viserys does not like to make decisions and does not. uh, Yeah. And this, this scene was, was, was fun, (laughs) but in like a hard way. It also plants some really good seeds. Yeah. Um, we get another trailer moment because he says, whomever may challenge us. That line from the trailer has popped off as well. Mm, And he tells her that it's, it's not his intention to replace her mother or her as an heir. And I think that that's a really important because you can see her eyes brighten and her steal herself, right? Like it's this whole episode is hammering home increasingly throughout that she's making her stake as the heir known. She says it to Rhaenys. She says it to Damon. She says it to her father. She says it to Alicent. And then their father reciprocates like you are the heir. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm trying to be safe here, but you're no matter what happens. Right. And so now she really, now when he said that she just grew three feet and decided this is my truth in my own mind. Now this is the reality. Uh, and that'll, May or may not become extremely fucking important that she, <laughs> that she feels that way. No. Uh, no. And then we cut to the next scene. He announces to the small council, including Rhaenyra and including Corlys Velaryon, that he plans to marry <gasps> Alicent Hightower. Ooh. Uh, and uh, fucking Otto looks so fucking smug. Yeah, he does. Fucking so smug. Middle Such finger. a punchable face. I love and it's the, so I love dumb. The way they shoot it because they frame it to where you don't even know Alicent's in the room. At first, yeah. It's until right before he says what he says. And because it cuts to her, uh, Rhaenyra looks over at Alicent and you can see Alicent like not. She can't look at her. Yeah. It's, oh, and, it's, and Rhaenyra realizes right before. Like, oh, fuck, it's, yeah. it's going to be you. She starts to fall like, wait, what? And then, yeah, it's uh, it's terrible. She crumbles. Corliss Valarian, shockingly to me, openly spoke up. Yeah. And it was like, this There's is an, fucking horseshit. An absurdity. Uh, and, and he is your and I am your king. Uh, so he storms out and then uh, Rhaenyra storms out. And then the next scene that we get, the final scene of the episode is. I do like how Viserys calls out for her, like Rhaenyra. Mm. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, don't no, I don't go. We just bonded. But it's your best friend. Yeah, I thought this would be great. I thought that you like her. <laughs> now we can all hang out all the time. Have you ever seen American Beauty? We love it. You can be in our, in, our, in, our, in our little clubhouse where we sit around the model that I had someone else make. <laughs> it's only a model. <laughs> by the way that's a monty python reference are you is that clear or am i just model. keep saying yeah, okay. yeah, yeah i just oh you're right it is i actually okay, yeah. i just want to make sure that i, I wasn't I just saying that for no okay <laughs> he likes saying that i don't know what's wrong with him uh then we cut to the next scene corliss valarin has traveled no he's asked damon to come to driftmark mm-hmm. to treat with him and he's basically discussing treason 
not in so many words, but hey, we're both second sons. Uh, and I love that whole idea because this is a real thing that Martin pulled from the way that life used to be. The first son inherits all the lands and titles of the father, right? The second son, third son, fourth son, but mostly second, doesn't get shit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's worse for the second because they, they literally, they're so close. <laughs> <laughs> Almost and so bad. what that means is if you have like 50,000 acres of land and all these small folk to till it and, and man it or whatever, you get all the money, you get the house. So imagine... Andy, you know, you have five brothers and sisters and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your dad gave the house and all of his money and all of their income from his land, which is not how it works anymore to Adam. Mm-hmm. And Adam can choose to take care of the rest of you. He can also choose not to. And yeah. so the second son is always like they sell their swords for hire. Or they just lead crazier and life to stake their own claim somewhere, mm-hmm. um, build their own life. Become and so Damon and Corliss. Are both second <laughs> sons, and Corliss has already built his own life and done his own thing. Um, so he tries to bond with Damon about that. And there's something I love, and I bet you guys caught it too, so much about this scene is that Damon is incredibly defensive of Viserys. So in the one second, he's like, uh, what's he say? That's a trait my brother has always lacked. And he's like, What? And he's like, Being king, mm-hmm. being king. Uh, and it's like, Oh, that's fucking treason you know mm-hmm. and then the next line Corliss says something really inane against Viserys and Damon's like ready to stab him like mm-hmm. I can talk shit about my brother you cannot just just to be clear um mm-hmm. I love that about him I think it's really cool he's got his own twisted morality right very close to Jamie Lannister and I think that's yeah. very intentional because Jamie was like all bets are off except I love my kids and I love Cersei so Corliss is mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. I might have misread this, but Corliss is asking Damon to help him just take care of the the crab feeder piracy. Correct. Not necessarily to overthrow or go against Viserys, but just to take out this piracy group that Viserys isn't doing anything about. Right. Correct. Which could potentially spurn on a war. Well, knowing that it's him doing something about a problem that the king isn't handling, establishing uh, Damon more as like the Targaryen that's willing to act when there's problems arising Mm -hmm. and knowing full well that it's going to create conflict between the two brothers. It's benefiting Corliss's income and making tension with the crown infinitely worse. And he knows both of those things are his design and asking Damon to do that. And he's hoping that Damon can see it as a boon for him as well. Hey, you'll be a little cooler around town. And it's blatant treason in the sense that Viserys forbade him from acting on the Stepstones issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so anywho, that's the end of the episode. That's episode two, the rogue prince. Fuck. Yeah. I loved it. You guys loved it. Loved it. It was very good. Like again, it's a return to form for old game of Thrones where it's the best scenes are garden people conniving. talking in a room, garden conniving. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. all good stuff. Mm-hmm. So now we got our uh, dragon egg segment where we try to find some Easter eggs or references to game of Thrones lore or anything that we can figure out. I got pretty much nothing. Same. I got Dondarian, Dreamfire, and Red Wine. Those are all just there's super couple, low hanging there's fruit. There's a couple Malisters in there. Yeah. Uh, those are like seafaring folk, as I recall. Yeah. Um, I think, are they House Manderley? Loyal House Manderley? I think that's right. I want to say that's right, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, intro music was the same as the original Game of Thrones. Andy, catch coming that. in hot. Yeah, wow. Man. I did not Whoa. know that. <laughs> right. It's pretty mind blowing. Whoa. I've got a couple. Um, so the room that Damon and Missaria, is that, am I pronouncing your name yep. right? Uh, the room they're in is the, where the painted table was in the Game of Thrones. So it's that table that is made to look like an, a giant map of Westeros. Oh, Aegon that painted. Stannis Aegon hangs painted. out at. That Stannis yep. hangs out at. Like it was oh. that room, but that table was mysteriously there, not there, even though it 
I, as it far as be. I know, it should be there. Yeah, but Aegon made that. Yeah, so it's 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 old as hell. Yeah, it should be there. I don't know if like there's some lore reason that it was moved. They're for renovating. Some reason. You know, yeah, they're renovating. He's trying to make it his own place. He's yeah. got that in the attic. He doesn't like that ugly. Ass I was thinking we'd have a sex swing in this room because <laughs> I'm getting married. I really I would like to have sex here. <laughs> I don't know why that sounded more like moss than. I don't know why he would have crowd. to move the table. Stannis found the table very useful for that. Well, Stannis the Manus, he can go wherever he needs <laughs> yes. to go. Uh, uh, and also, uh, of course, we got to see Dragonstone again, which is always cool. That played a lot in uh, season seven and eight of the original Game of Thrones series. Yes. Uh, we talked about the garden walks before. Um, and then, oh, uh, Otto mentions a mummer's farce, which, you know, of course, we love a mummer's talk. We here. love a good mummer's we farce. A good mummer's farce. That's basically what this whole podcast is. And then lastly, I believe... The crab feeder's mask is like a partially destroyed Sons of the Harpy mask. Like it has that golden face. And it had like the Sons of the Harpy mask have the two horns. Yeah. This one only has the one. So it looks like a slightly destroyed. With like some seaweed on it. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. So that are, those are my Drigon Aids. Will you, if you confirm Dr- that, will you text eggs? me? I don't know what I just said. You said Drigon. Drigon Aids? I'm Drigon Aids. I'm If you confirm that, please let me know. About what? The Sons of the Harpy, Harpy Mask. Mask. Uh, and then now it's time for our Valyrian Steels, our favorite moments, our top three favorite moments from the episode, going from three to one. Andy, what yes. is your number three favorite moment of this episode? Uh, my number three is the uh, Corliss and Damon uh, conniving uh, by the fireplace. Fire conniving. It's a great moment. Um, so it, much different settings for the conniving well it was really cool how like the the way they shot this it was like this big soliloquy for Corliss um just speaking out into the air and they do they like do the slow push in tracking pan and you're like who is it who is it who is it who is it who is it, who is it? oh it's him and he's sitting there talking to uh Damon and uh I, I just loved the performance it was cool it was a really cool way to like establish backstory for Corliss because like we know a decent bit about him but now we know a lot more as uh, just show watchers, me personally having not read the book yet, um, and uh, just the dramatic reveal, the, like how drastically the dynamic of the scene changed when the pan revealed that it was Damon. Yeah, and, I mean it should have been obvious in hindsight, but I was like, oh shit! Yeah, it was. It was. A, it was an awesome reveal. I thought he was going to be talking to Rainus for some reason. Um, I for a second, and I don't know how. In hindsight, I don't know how this would have been a dramatic reveal because we don't know who this character is yet. But I thought for a second he was going to be talking to the crab feeder like he was orchestrating this, like Corliss was orchestrating that. But like, again, like as I was thinking, like, this is the crab feeder, but we don't know who that is. So it's not going to be a big. Dr- oh, it's Damon. Yeah, it's better. He says, <laughs> we're a lot alike. And then Damon says, oh, you have a brother for a king or a king for a brother. And I was like, oh, shit. He's always taking shots. at people. We are man. not alike. Yeah, <laughs> Steve. What is your number three moment? That's also Valyrian my number three. Steel. Okay, that is my number three Valyrian steel. Uh, mainly because we talked about it before, but Damon actually kind of still sticking up for Viserys, Viserys in some way. Yeah, it's so cool. I I, I love both those actors, Matt Smith and uh, Steve Toussaint. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm loving the intrigue. I'm loving the intrigue of a good uh, Game of Thrones politicking. Politicking. Mm-hmm. Chris, uh, my number three is the uh, the scene with Rhaenyra and Alicent in the Sept, specifically the sh- just that shot where she t- tries to teach Rhaenyra how to pray. Uh, I just thought it was 
such so wonderfully composed and lit, but also like uh, I think Millie Alcock was just crushing it uh, and emoting so much with with really nothing for me to really infer other than her face. And I was powerful. That's my number three. Andy, what is your number two? My number two is the order of things conversation with Rhaenyra and Rhaenys. It's a good um, one. It was uh, so many various levels of the dynamic between the two of them. Um, and like, there's this maternal feel, there's this, um, underhanded feel, there's just like this women bond. There's so much going on in that sequence. And ultimately it's kind of like, you know, these two butting heads and they both think they know what's up. Yeah. And it is, it was brilliant. Steve, your number two. Uh, my number two is the conversation between Viserys and Rhaenyra. Uh, this is specifically the one where she returns from Dragonstone, right. and they finally have this heart-to-heart about, you know, they, they're both grieving for the loss of Emma, and, you know, Viserys finally... It's just so heartwarming, because you really like... You really like both those characters. You want them to finally find common ground, and uh, the fact that he actually said, like, you don't have to worry, you're still my heir... You know, and that sets up so much for the future. And it was just a, even though it was a good scene of, of characters finding love between themselves, it's still, there's that little, little pinch of like, Ooh, it's going to probably be bad. Yeah. You know, but yeah. uh, I loved it. Chris layered like an onion. Uh, my number two is the same as Andy's. It's the, the scene between Rainice and, uh, Rhaenyra. Should have been easy to remember that. It's just really hard, honestly. It's just two more letters. Rengar. Yeah, for all the reasons Andy said, and we talked about earlier, it was just a phenomenal scene with two powerhouse actors and like four different layers of subtlety all intermingling like a Targaryen family Thanksgiving party. Hell yeah. (laughs) Thanksgiving party. what is your number one? Uh, Well, I feel like we can all just say it together, right? Because we're all going to have the same number one. Three, two, one. Damon with a dragon egg. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't agree on how to say it. Yeah. Yeah, but you guys both said dragonstone. Yeah. I was the asshole that went with a whole <laughs> sentence. Damon with the dragon egg on the sin and those dragons that come out. That time showed up at the thing and she had a dragon too. Yeah. Yeah, it's 100% the best moment of this episode yeah. and one of my favorite moments in my life. Oh, wow. <laughs> where, do, where does the birth of your children rank? <laughs> right above this, but oh. just like fucking barely. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I mean, what more can we say? That scene, the there was so much going on. Uh, the seeing the dragons was incredible. It's the coolest, still the coolest looking dragon I've ever seen on a screen. Yeah. It was incredible. Suck and it, ever all the haters. Fucking, I love Matt yeah. Smith. I love the power changes that happen throughout the scene. Um, yeah, it's great. Everyone in that scene gets a chance to shine, whether that's uh, Risa Fons or Matt Smith or who I'm sorry, who's the actress who play? I know the older actress who plays uh, Rhaenyra, but Rhaenyra, but who's the younger actress? I don't know her name. Millie Alcock. Millie Alcock. They all get their chance to shine and they're wonderful. Um, but also like it's such a beautiful scene because you get you know, the obstructed sunset and they're in the mist and they're on one of the coolest uh castles dragonstone is such a visually pleasing looking castle and there's dragons and everyone's good looking and fuck i love it Mm -hmm. chris Mm -hmm. i wait who was fucking everybody (laughs) everybody was fucking (laughs) i missed that part um (laughs) same thing man nothing i can add to that other than you know we gushed about it earlier and it was like andy said 100 unavoidable that that was going to be the moment i'm curious to see because in my opinion this episode was chock full of phenomenal performances as you were just kind of alluding to as well. I mean, there's six that I can think of off the top of my head that I could easily pick as my favorite performance of the episode, but who is your mummer's dragon? Who is your favorite performance of the episode? Steve, 
your turn first. Oh man, this honestly was really hard because so many people are giving 100%. Um, I'm going to choose an actress who didn't have a lot of screen time, but she really kind of made the most of it. And then was Eve Best as uh, Rainey's. Absolutely. Um, Just even though she was in such a small scene, she didn't have a lot of screen time. She really owned it and just injected so many layers to that small, small performance. And, you know, I'm really I really want to see her on screen more because so far uh, when it comes to the House of Valarion, she's sort of in the background to the Lord Corliss, which is weird because she's the queen that never was. I feel like eventually we're going to get to a point where Rainey says really kind of steps forward and commands a lot of the story. And I'm really excited to see when that comes. Cause I hope it comes. Yeah. I, I think I also choose Rainey's. It was between her and well, there's three. I knew I couldn't pick Damon. That was cheating just because he, I obviously like the character the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, I honestly think and close in the running and I'm cheating now. Uh, Reese Iphens was almost my choice. Mm-hmm. I just think as much as I dislike Otto, he's fucking crushing it with mm-hmm. some subtlety there. Oh yeah. Um, Such a subtle performer. And Steve Toussaint, I think is absolutely crushing it. I thought his character had, we never got to see it. And this is the time where we get to see the Velaryons really in this episode shine. And, you know, other than a little bit of pitter patter at a, at a tourney. Um, but I think I got to go with Rainice. I think I'm with you, Andy. Um, I'm going to go with Caraxes. Fuck yeah. The reveal of the dragon. <laughs> Best performance. Dude, swear. Actually, how about little- the, uh, the effects team. How about that? Dude, honestly, yes. That was, it blew my mind how cool that was. If I had to choose a person, it'd be Steve Toussaint, uh, Corliss. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I thought that he uh, was fantastic in this episode, but by far my favorite moment was that, was that little little, little reveal of the dragon and yes, the effects team. Absolutely. I 100% support nominating the effects team. Um, Who plays the young Allison Hightower? Is it Emily Carey? Yes. She was also wonderful. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Like, there's literally no one you could have picked. You could have been like Lionel Strong, and I'd have been like, that's weird, but cool. I could have picked Patty Considine again. And yes, (laughs) like everyone is crushing in this show. Yes. I could have picked Graham McTavish for just being stoic and awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Christine Cole for the one fucking line. The sex. Two lines. And the jawline, that's the line I'm talking about, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Two lines, one on each side of his face. Yeah, baby. Uh, that's all the time, right? Yeah, we've we've gone I through think it that's all, it. my friend. Please stick with us. By the way, take a moment and rate and review the show wherever you're listening to this. If you haven't already, that would help us out greatly. There's a lot of uh, Hot D podcasts. Uh, this Thursday night at 9 o'clock, and you're listening to this on Monday, uh, The Rings of Power is going to premiere the first two episodes on Amazon Prime. Look forward to our recaps and thoughts on those episodes as well. Uh, and then if not nothing else, I'll see you back here. Same bat time, same bat place on uh, Monday next week for House of the Dragon, episode three of season one. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this has been Streaming Things. Happy streaming. Once again, it's here that we thank our patrons for all their patronage. Firstly, I would like to thank A. Wells, Aaron B., Aaron K., Aaron L., Double A, Aaron A., Adam C., Adam H., Adam R., Aiden, Allie, Allison, Amanda, Amanda, or I'm sorry, Amanda K., Amanda S., Amber, 
Amber M, Andre, Andrew G, Andrew P, Andy, Annalise, Annie, RK Shenanigans, Ariana, Arcadia, Double R, Aaron A, Ashley P, Austin H, Barb, Bill, Brandon, Brianna, Brenda, Brett, Brittany, Cake, thank you, Cake, Caleb J, Carlo, Carmelita, Casey G, Casey H, Casey M, Katerina, Chloe, Chris, Cindy, Clay, Cody, Damien, Danae, Danielle, David, DC Hart, Debbie, E. Lopez, Elizabeth, Enza, Erica, Irvin, Gavin, Georgia, Hannah, Heath, Irene, Jadinklage, Jocelyn, Jacob, Jade, Jack and Daxter 93, Jake, James, Jeanette, Jen, AJ, Jennifer, Jenny, Jess, Jess, Jesse, Jesse M, Jessica, Jillian B, Jillian L, Jillian M, Jimmy, Joel A, Joel D, John C, John M, The Other, John M, John T, John R, Jordan, Jordan W, Josephine, Joshua, Joyce, Judy, Julia W, Ju- or, yeah, Julia W, Julie, Jungle, Justin, Kalisha, Candace, Kate, Katharina, Katie B, Katie B, Katie M, Kayla, Carrie, Kevin, Kiki, Kimberly, Cody, Kristen, Kyle, Lady Pris, Lauren, Lee, Linus, Lisa, Lizzo, Max Squared, Mallory, Marcelina, Marcus, Maria, Matt, Melina, Melissa, Mel's, Michelle, Mike, Mindy, MJ, Monique, Nate, Neil, Nick, Nicole C, Nicole H, Orion, Paula, Patty, Phil, Philip O, Rachel B, Rachel M, Rebecca, Reese, The Reed Family, Robin, Ryan, Samantha, Sandra A, Sarah F, Sarah P, Savannah, Sean, Sean C, Sergio, Shannon, Shay, Shep, Stacy with an E, just regular old Stacy after that. Uh, St- <laughs> Steph, Stephanie, Stephanie L, excuse me, Stephanie P, Stephen V, Suzanne, Sydney, Tabitha, Tamara, Tar- Tara, Taylor, Teresa, V, Alex G, Thomas J, Thomas V, Thumbs, TJ, Toby, Tony, Tori, Trisha, Tyler, Will B, Will N, Yarf, Yolanda, and Zach. Thank you guys so much for continuing to support the show on Patreon. And uh, we got some real fun things headed your way on the Patreon coming this September. And actually later this month, I'm sorry, later this week, excuse me, I will be posting exactly what that is uh, just in a day or two. So keep an eye on that. We're going to go over and break down what the new tiers are, the new prices. So uh, stay tuned for that. Thank you guys so much. Happy streaming.